Heavenly God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. I praise thee, O Lord. I praise thee, O living God. Thank you, dear God. Thank you, dear God. Everybody said, Praise the Lord. Let's give God a big hand together. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody said, Thank you, Jesus. I am glad to be in God's house tonight. Amen. Beautiful presence of the Lord and the things he's doing, each and every one of the works. Uh, Brother Hopper had called and Sister Hopper and said that uh, they were planning to be in service tonight, but they had a brand new family that came out and they'd been trying to work with them. And, and uh, they baptized the man and he won't get out of the water. He just keeps praying. I said, well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As soon as he finally feels like he's ready to move along a little bit, then I believe his wife's going to get baptized. So thank you, Jesus. God is a good God. I want your heart to be open to the Lord. And uh, I want to give to you from the Scripture, uh, using your 
your space wisely. Using your space wisely. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. We do live, the scripture said, in an acceptable time. It is an accepted time. And before the Lord, he has given to us uh, a space, if you please, a space where we can all repent and where we can all be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and we can all receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We have this time, this space, this opportunity. The angel of Revelation that was depicted in chapter 10 would stand with one foot on land and one foot on sea. Must have been a big angel. And he declared that time would be no more, that it would have run out. That would have been the end of it. Now, you want to understand that before, uh, what did it say, the foundation of the world, there was God. And after it's all done with and it's rolled up like a scroll and the heavens melt with a fervent heat, the elements will melt, that there will be no more time as you and I know it and are accustomed to it. But that will be the end of it, and it will be eternity. And that will be world without end. So in between, we have this space. We have this moment of time. We have this opportunity. So to speak, the clock is still ticking. And we have this opportunity to take advantage of what God has made provision for. He has, he has provided this, this period of time known as grace. He has given to us the abundance of the blessing of his favor. His arms are figuratively speaking stretched out all day long and he is beckoning us to come unto him. He, he's not looking for you to argue with him. One place in uh, the book of Psalms, Psalm 106 I believe it is, he talked about how they uh, contemned his counsel. That means they spurned his counsel. That means they treated it contemptuously. They just set it at naught. They threw it out and just threw their head and walked away from it. I read in the Bible where there would be people who would be on their way out. And in so doing, they would be passing others that would be on their way in. You don't want to get caught in the wrong frame of mind where your heart is confused and where you're going in the wrong direction in a time when the Lord is calling you in a completely different or opposite direction. Uh, ten were taken by Jesus Christ, and he healed them. In giving them their healing, they, were, they had sin in their lives. They were lepers, ten of them. And yet, when Jesus spoke the word, and they went, and he told them, gave them directions to go do a certain thing, that one of them, upon doing so and discovering that he was completely healed, that the Lord had done this marvelous work in his life, that he took this time to go back and thank the Lord. He wanted to thank him. He wanted to worship him. He wanted to praise and magnify Jesus Christ for all that he had done for him. We don't read about the nine, and Jesus even asked and inquired about them, where they were at what they were doing, where's their whereabouts, what are they doing with this time, this moment of time that I have given to them. You want to use that moment of time wisely. You want to apply it in the right 
thing at that moment that you're given. You don't want to fritter it away. You don't want to waste it. You don't want to close your mind and your heart down to it and go into some form of denial or get distracted. David talked about iniquity or lawlessness that runs rampant in our flesh and he said I am distracted by it. You can get distracted to the right and to the left and turned around and going in wrong directions when all the while Jesus is right where you left him and he's done what he said he would do and he's blessed you and he's healed you and he's raised you up and he's encouraged you and he's waiting for you to come worship him. He's waiting for you with his arms outstretched and he's saying I'm giving you space to repent I'm giving you this time make it right do it right do it right while you have the chance do it right while you have that opportunity everybody said praise the Lord there are some outstanding examples in your Bible one I, su- I suppose would be Hezekiah the king of the Old Testament one of them and how that uh, the prophet came, the preacher walked in, directed by the Lord, and said, go tell the king thus and so. And so the preacher walked in. Now, you can imagine that he wasn't feeling exactly uh, going to be well received with this message because it wasn't a flowery message. It wasn't a happy-go-lucky message. It was a message of, set your house in order. You're going to die. Well, I, I, I could see where you might feel that that's a terrible thing to have to hear, but it depends on how you receive it. It depends on whether or not you know how to take a lemon and turn it into lemonade. And this fella was given an opportunity to set things right, to make it right, to do it right, and to use that space and that time that God had given, sent the preacher there specifically to do that and said, go give them the warning. Go give them the message. It is written in your Bible that things are given to us as an admonition or as a warning. Try a wake-up call. Come on now. He's trying to help you. You don't have to go out with things all topsy-turvy and everything all messed up and your sins not taken care of, your mistakes not taken care of, your wrongs not righted when God is saying, I'm giving you space. I'm giving you this opportunity. Well, evidently, evidently the king received it in the right spirit and knowing something about God and his, the multitude of his mercies, he turned his face to the wall and began to weep and cry unto the Lord. And the preacher was in mid-stride, figured his day was done, time to go fishing or something if you fish. I, I live on a lake and don't fish. What can I say? I fish for people. And so, and so he's on his way, you know, and, and all of a sudden he gets the word of the Lord and he tells him to go back and tell him I'm going to give him 15 more years. I'm going to give you 15 years to get it straight. I'm going to give you 15 now, 15 years in God's eyes is to you and I like 15 seconds. It's just nothing. It's just a pop of the finger. But we think of 15 years, wow, that's pretty long. Well, it depends on what you do with it because you can procrastinate for 15 years. You can put off for 15 years. Look, you've got the foolish in your Bible, and that's what they did. God knows how many years they did it, but they kept putting it off, and they put it off until they put it off, and it never did get done, and they wound up. Foolish in the final analysis. Let's be with the wise. Let's get things done right. Let's get the oil in the vessel and burn the lamp brightly. Let's turn off the light and let's let it shine. Let's get it out there where everybody 
can see it. Let's be that example that we need to be to people on how to do it right. Amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. Thank God. An opportunity, Revelation spoke of, of how that uh, there was an individual that God wasn't happy. Now, it doesn't really matter about what he wasn't happy about. Just a matter of the fact that he wasn't happy. And that's enough, right? That's enough for me. <laughs> You're displeased, Lord, oh boy. And what did uh, uh, the Apostle Paul say? He said, we do always those things that are pleasing in thy sight. So we, we want to please the Lord. We want to awaken uh, to, the, to the things that are displeasing to him and try to strike them off the list, draw a line through them. And I don't want those things anymore. I don't want them to be any part of me. Don't want that to rule in my life. I want to do what pleases the Lord. And everybody said amen. Finding out what pleases the Lord, what makes him happy, what makes him a glad and happy father. Let me tell you what Brother Weekly said. You get this word. You get it and you obey it. You do what it says. You get things set in order and right. What did it say? Let all things be done decently and in order. You may not always understand and heaven knows other people are not going to understand. They're going to look at you and think that you're odd and you're weird but you know what God said and you know what pleases God and you know what the word of the Lord is and Therefore, that's why you're doing what you're doing. We're not worried about what they think. We're not worried about how they put thumbs down on it, how they sprinkle up their nose. We simply want to make God glad and happy. Want to put a smile on God's face. After all, he's the one that holds our lives in his hands. Everybody said amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. All right. So you let, you let the Lord deal with your heart. It's written, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Oh, that he, we would praise him. That makes him happy. He dwells where we praise him. We make an environment for him to dwell in. We make a place where he can enter in and be glad about it, be happy about it, feel welcome about it. They were just a, a bunch of very ordinary people that lined the streets when he came. And look what he came on. He didn't come in a Rolls Royce. He didn't come in a Bentley. He didn't land on a seven, in a 747 coming down Main Street like it was a runway. No, he came on a donkey, a donkey. And he came riding down there. And the book said they absolutely begin to scream and holler and cry out and praise him and ask him to save them. This is what we need. We have an opportunity here. Prophecy is being fulfilled in our very before our very eyes. We are looking at scriptures being fulfilled. This is what the prophet foretold. Thy king cometh unto thee, and he comes meek, and he comes lowly, and he comes riding on a donkey right down in the midst of our city. He didn't come to impress our flesh. He came to get a hold of the real us, the inner us. He came to reach and help us and loose us from spirits and from sin and from darkness and things that have ruined and wrecking our lives. He came to snatch us out of a place called hell. He absolutely wants to set our feet on a solid rock. Amen. Amen. 
don't want to be labeled fools. We don't want to label ourselves fools. One place, the Apostle Paul was inspired to tell them that they were fools and foolish. Another place in the one of the Gospels, I believe it was Luke, chapter 16, no doubt, he had said that, uh, Thou fool, this night thy soul is required of thee. And to know every one of us to realize, as David said, there's but a step between me and death. And to realize that we have an opportunity here. And we need to make the most of our opportunity. And I'm telling you, he gave us a space. Just as he looked in Revelation and said, this particular individual, he said, I'm giving you space. He said, I gave her space to repent. Let's use it wisely. Let's make a good repentance before God. Let's tell him, Lord, we want to do it right. We want to make it right. We want to get it all the ducks in a row. We want to set the house in order. We want everything to be done decently in order. I don't care what this one thinks or that one thinks or the other one thinks, except that I can leave a good example behind me, except that it could be said, this is a man, this is a woman that lived for God and that pleased God and did things according to the word of the Lord which, by the way, is the right way. And we want to do it the right way. Let's give God a big hand. Amen. Over and over, the writer said in Psalm 107, Oh, that people, men, women, would praise the Lord for His wonderful works, for the wonderful things that He has done. What a smart individual, one out of ten, Brother Weekly mentioned the tithe, one out of ten. A dime out of a dollar, one out of ten. Turns around and comes running back to give him thanks. What a wise individual. I'm sure the others were saying, don't worry about that jerk. I got so many things I got to do, and I've got the wherewithal to do it now. Look at me. I'm healthy. I'm clean. Uh, nobody's going to call me a leper or make me cry out unclean anymore. Look at how white and phosphorus I am. Woo, all my cancer's gone. I'm feeling great. And I, But they went in the wrong direction. They went about the wrong things. They surrounded themselves. You talk about surround sound. They surrounded themselves with sounds that were not giving them the word of the Lord. It wasn't bringing the chapter and the verse into their heart. But the one said, I'm going, I'm going to church. I'm going right back here, and I'm going to church. Where are you, Jesus? Well, you're going to find Jesus in the church house. Isn't that where his own earthly mother and uh, his supposed father, Joseph, found him when they had left Jerusalem, headed down the road, three days' journey, and somebody said, where's uh, Jesus? And they said, well, he was here. Uh, three days ago. I don't know where he is now. They got to talking. And they got surrounded by, what's that funny word, a cacophony of sounds, all these different sounds going on at one time. And they, they, they weren't able to realize that they had lost him. And they, I, I promise you, if, uh, if Patrice loses Amari, friends, she's going to forget about having the baby and let's go find the baby. <laughs> know where this baby's at. Where's that other one? Let's go find him. And friend, uh, Joseph and Mary, and they turned their party around, and they headed back to the church house because that's where they found him, and that's where they lost him. Let me tell you, you want him, you better get yourself to the house of God. You better get yourself 
to the sanctuary. You better walk inside these doors and you better throw your hands up and you better come praising and worshiping him. And if you want to find the answer to your question, well, you're going to find it in the house of God. And they said, she said, son, why have you dealt with us this way? Doesn't that sound like us? It's always somebody else's fault. I was in a little restaurant the other day here in town and this round table of all these old codgers were sitting around and they were talking about you remember so and so and they said yeah said man that guy everything was always everybody else's fault he didn't get to be a professional ball player because it was so and so's fault and he didn't get to do this because it was so and so's fault and he just went on telling one thing after another about this guy that blamed everything on everybody else and never did take any responsibility why have you done this to me why have you acted this way to me and there he stands right in your midst. Why are you complaining? Why are you questioning? Why can't you just enjoy what you've got? He's given you a space. He's given you an opportunity. You can get it all made right. Amen. Giving you a space. Use your space wisely. Use your time wisely. Use this moment of time wisely. It is believed that in the days of his flesh, that he, when the devil came, the tempter, capital T, the devil, capital D, came to tempt the Lord in the days of his flesh. He who was tempted in all points like as we are, yet he was without sin. What an example he was to us that he came in the flesh to condemn sin in the flesh. He came to show that greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. That we do have this great glorious presence of the Lord in the gift of the Holy Ghost. That free gift that he has given to us. It's not difficult really. Only thing that makes things hard is you and your flesh, your unbelieving mind, your, your defenses and your, your rationalizations and excuses that keep saying uh, another day, another day. Oh, he said foolish that you're being removed away from what's really important and you're getting moved in other directions and manipulated and pushed by other people and spirits when you need to get surround sound in your life. You need to have those angels that are standing up and calling out the word of the Lord and bringing you the chapter and the verse and telling you what thus saith the Lord and you're filling your mind, your heart with the word of God so it dwells in your heart richly. You don't want to be poor in the presence of God. You don't want to be lacking in the word of the Lord. You want that word to leap to the forefront of your mind in your difficulty, in your challenge in a time to make a decision no matter who's looking down on you that you will say the right thing and do the right thing in God God's eyes, that God will be pleased. Like what Brother Weekly said, he said we didn't, it was tough, but he said the Lord would make the way, and he does. He does that. Amen, he does that, friend. I'm telling you, a little widow woman throwed in all of her living into the offering, and nobody, dead people just, <laughs> big deal. But Jesus looked at it and said, hmm. Jesus was taking note, and he was watching the offering plate. And he was watching, and he said, oh, look at this woman. My goodness, these other folks, they put in, and they walked like, look how much I did. And Jesus says, yeah, and look how much you're walking away with, too. And it is quite a good deal, isn't it? As Brother Weekly said, it's a tenth. So just think, you know, if you get, uh, if you get $100, you give God 10, and you get to keep 90. Isn't that nice? I'd say that's a pretty good deal. And everybody said amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. 
Everybody said hallelujah. The Bible said for you to honor the Lord with the first fruits. You bring him honor when you do that. That pleases the Lord. That pleases the Lord. There's a lot of people. We've had people say through the years, said, well, you know, I give 10 cents on a dollar. And, and you know, I heard what Brother Weekly said. Well, you know, I've been practicing that since I've been in the church. And, and my wife and I came in, friend, if I gave her $10, that was for groceries for the week. Can't live in Winn-Dixie and Publix on that now, can you? Not no more. Friend, not no more. But that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. And whatever belt tightening had to be done then, you'd have to do the same thing now regardless of inflation. Still comes down to living within your means and a budget and your priorities. And everybody said amen. But I want you to understand, when it came time to sell the one vehicle that we owned, just coming into church, hadn't even got the Holy Ghost yet, and took that sporty little nice car that I had, and I said, I got to sell this thing, pay for that first baby. Yeah, and that first baby's just had a birthday. <laughs> and so we paid for that. We sold that and gave our tithe on that vehicle. And, and you know, the Lord is always blessed. The Lord has never let us down, and he'll never let you down. You just step out by faith. You step out by the word. Whatever subject you want to talk about, you step out on the word of the Lord, and you believe him. And we have heard people say, well, I, I'd give 10 cents on the dollar, and I, I'd give a dollar on every 10, and I'd give 10 on every 100, and I'd give 100 on every 1,000. And so somebody said, well, would you give, uh, what would you do if God gave you a million dollars? Would you give 10%, 100,000? No, no, I ain't, I ain't doing that. Where did the rule change? It's still 10%. What's the problem here? What's the problem? Where's the problem? <laughs> and the preacher walks in and says, you the problem and you're going to die. <laughs> oh, God, I want to die. <laughs> and so the preacher goes back in and says, okay, God said 15 more years. You made a good prayer. Okay, everything's good. Oh, I'm telling you, it's the tender mercies of our God. He's not a hard God. He's a tender God. He's a wonderful God. He's a loving God. He's a kind God. Many, many, many great and glorious attributes, characteristics to this one God. And the devil would like to make him out that he's all hard and he's all ugly and he's all mean. But you better remember that axiom, and that is that the devil is a liar. And of course he's going to paint God to look bad. Of course he's going to try to make you feel bad and see it all mixed up. But you get it by the word of God. You get it by the chapter and verse. And then you'll be seeing it right. And you'll be doing it right. And you'll use your time, your space, whether it's this big or this big. Whatever amount of space you are given that you realize. And you might want to live each day like your space is little. And you might want to apply it properly and say, God, come on. I want to do it right here. And you know what? When you do it right, the book teaches he will lengthen your days because of your obedience. And everybody said amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. You tell God, I want to live longer so I can be an example of good for longer. So that I can show people the ways of the Lord and bring to them the teachings of the Lord. Let me use my God given space for what he gave it to me for let's lift our hearts with our hands come on let's worship the lord how great is our god tonight how glorious is he thank you jesus come on and worship him
is our God. Come on and sing it as a prayer. How great is our God. How great is our God. How great, how great is our God. How great. Come and gather in for family prayer. Everybody's welcome.